So this is the time of year where I compare myself to a mother who has just let her kids go on the bus for the first time. It's a very emotional experience. None of you are parents yet, but I'll tell you about it. I'm not a parent yet, but I felt it. And I feel it every August, and it is so hard for me. And uh, I get really close to the senior class. I, obviously, I see, I've seen most of these kids since seventh grade. They came through the youth group. They grew up. I saw them almost every Friday night. And then when they become seniors, we take our relationship to the next level. It sounds a little creepy, but it's true. We begin to meet on every other Wednesday night in the senior community group, and uh, we really just begin to do life together, and it's always so awkward at the beginning. No one knows what to say, and we're kind of adjusting to everything, but over time, God starts to move in the group, and people start to open up more, and I start to get to know the kids even deeper than I did before, and these really great friendships are built, lasting friendships, and uh, I really feel like I was really involved in their lives in a deep way, and they were involved in my life in a lot of deep ways, and it was a really special connection. The nice thing about the mother uh, that puts her kids on the bus is that she gets her kids back at the end of the day. Unfortunately for me, I never get my kids back ever again, and it's the end of our relationship in that way. I'm an emotional wreck during this time of the year. This is so hard for me. I, I like battle, have to battle off depression and sadness. I just want to eat ice cream and cry myself to sleep every night. Um, it's really hard for me because I'm so involved in their lives. Over the last three years, I've calculated, I've calculated it that I've graduated over 40 of my closest friends. Imagine being broken up with 40 times, and you know it's coming every August. You know it's coming. This is what I have to look forward to as a youth pastor. And, you know, I, I love my job a lot, but there's also a, a lot of hard things about it, and this is definitely it. If there's ever one thing that would made me quit, it would be this, that I have to say goodbye to you guys so often. And I'm just looking out in the audience now, and I'm looking at some other faces, and I'm going to have to say goodbye to some of you guys in a year, and that, that terrifies me even more. And you know, I, I wish the time would be longer. I wish I could hold on to you guys forever, you know, I, and, I, and I miss some of the kids that I've graduated in last year. If, if they all, if we had all these people here right now, this room would be packed out. It would be, it'd be ridiculous, and that would be the best place ever, and that's why I'm jealous of normal pastors. They get to hold their people, but I know every year I have to say goodbye to some of my closest friends, and so it's been hard for me, very hard, but um, I'll talk to you seniors for a little bit. I'm really praying, asking God to give me something for you guys as my last message to some of you tonight, and I've really been praying that he would speak to you in a special way, and uh, I was thinking about that. A lot of people probably tell you guys that this is uh, a time in your life where you're starting a new chapter, a chapter's ending and a new one's starting, and I feel like God just impressed in my heart that, you know, I, I don't really like that analogy. The way I like to look at it is um, you're not starting a new chapter because no one's sad when a chapter's over in a book. People are sad when the book's over. And I like to look at your life more like a series or a trilogy of books. And tonight you're closing one book for some of you. And for some of you, it'll be in a couple of weeks when you leave for school. But some of you will be closing that now. And uh, just like all good books and uh, all series, there will be great times in the book. Times of rejoicing, when things are going great, when life is amazing, when you are so happy to be alive. But just like in all great books and all great book series, there's going to be times when life gets really hard. And there are going to be some sad moments when you are going to feel all alone, when you are going to feel deserted. There's going to be times in your series throughout your life where some of the main characters are going to leave and you're going to have to say goodbye to some people, people that you thought that were going to be part of the series forever, that were a main part of it, are going to leave. 
I've been through that in my life before too. And I'm sure some of you guys have already experienced a lot of that before too. Maybe you have a plan in your series, but God is taking it a totally different way. And that can really turn the book upside down. You think it's heading in one direction, and all of a sudden you're going a totally different way. But that's what makes a great book, guys. If the book was all perfect throughout the whole series, it wouldn't be that great. No one likes to read books like that where everything's perfect. Some of my favorite trilogies, series, Lord of the Rings, um, Chronicles of Narnia, there's great times, and then there's really bad times. But you know what? You keep going, and you keep pushing. And we'll get to why you keep pushing later in the message. But there's something tonight I want to talk to you guys about, especially you seniors, something I really want you to get in your heart tonight. And I feel like God really gave me this portion of scripture for you tonight. And uh, we're just going to be looking at Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 through 33. And I'm just going to walk you guys through this, starting verse 22. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted, which just kind of means that the wind and the waves were really strong by the waves because the wind was against it. So here are the disciples. Jesus says, get in the boat, leave me for a little bit. I need to be alone. And they're kind of put in the water and the water gets drifted out to sea a little bit because the waves are so strong and the wind. It's basically a big storm that is happening in the lives of the disciples right now. And there will be storms in your life and you will wonder where Jesus is in those moments. See, here's what I think that the disciples were thinking. Why is this happening right now? If Jesus really is the son of God, he knew the storm was coming. Why would he let us out here to die all by ourselves? It's like he almost set us up. And there will be times, guys, and I promise you, you will experience this, when you feel all alone, like there is no hope, like you are in the middle of the storm and God is nowhere to be found. And you are gonna have to answer a question in that moment. Will you turn your back or you keep going? And this is something that God has really been speaking to me lately. And the next week, we're going to really jump on that idea a little bit more. But I just want to give that thought to you guys up front right now. But what will you do when you are faced with that situation? Because all of you will be faced with that situation. Seniors, it's coming soon if it already hasn't. Something that we will all experience in our life. What will you do in that moment? And you know what? It's so important that we understand when I say that, that it seems like Jesus has left them. But let's go on the story and see what really is happening. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. So now we see that Jesus hasn't left them. There's a good chance that he was watching them all along. And when you feel like you're all alone, I promise you, God is there. He's there. But sometimes he's going to let you sit in the storm for a little bit. He's going to let you be there. And there's reasons for that. There's a purpose for that. And I don't have all the answers for you tonight on why he does that because it's different for everyone. For some of you guys, he's developing patience. He's making you more like his son in some ways. And it's so important that you know, even though it seems like everyone has abandoned you, like everyone has given up on you, like Jesus has turned his back on you, that you know he's right there with you. And he'll never leave you or forsake you. He will always be by your side, guys. 
seniors know Jesus is never going to leave you and forsake you, no matter how hard the storm is. And so that's something that we need to know, is that Jesus is always there for us, even when we feel like he's not. And uh, sometimes, like I said before, we're going to wait in that storm for a little bit. And it doesn't mean he loves you any less because he lets you sin. It means he loves you because he's willing to let you sit in the storm. The best analogy I can come up for this is why parents give their kids shots. They know it's going to do something great in them. If they don't get the shot, they are going to die from this disease. The kid doesn't understand that. The baby that's getting the shot can't comprehend that. All they see is their parents putting a needle into their body, and they don't know why they're letting it happen. That could be a little confusing because we can't see God's big plan tonight, but we just need to trust that he's there for us in that moment through those times. Let's jump to this next verse and go right to verse 26. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. A lot of people give the disciples a really hard time in scripture, especially pastors will come up here and be like, they have no faith. They should have known it was Jesus. But let's be honest. If you are in the middle of a storm and a man is starting to walk on the water, you're going to pee your pants too. You're going to get a little worked up over this. It's going to be a kind of a big deal. You see someone walking on the water. Disciples are freaking out. They're thinking that this is definitely in. Now they're seeing a ghost. And it's like, you have to understand that this, like it wasn't a clear day. Like it's a storm. You can't really make... Um, they probably couldn't see Jesus perfectly. It was probably pouring rain. And so, you know, I think we need to cut the disciples more of a break. Let's go to this next verse, verse 27. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you out on the water. And come, he said, I love Peter's boldness. If Jesus was calling him, then he was gonna go. Guys, God's gonna call some of you guys throughout your life to make a big step, to walk out on the water, and it's gonna be scary. It's not gonna make sense, maybe, but you just need to follow the voice of Jesus. Some of you guys, seniors, he's gonna call you into missions, and you might know, not even know exactly where you're going, but you just need to follow that voice because Jesus is the one speaking it. Some of you guys will be called into ministry. It could be a scary place to be. But you just need to follow it and know that Jesus has your back. And if he's calling you out, that he's going to provide for you, that he's going to take care of you, and he will sustain you. And so I love Peter's boldness just to jump out into the water. I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but um, when I was 16 going to this youth group, I decided that I was going to walk on water. And uh, I set up a video camera, and I said, God, I have enough faith. I could do this. I feel like you're calling me to new levels in my relationship with you. I'm going to walk on water. Set up a camera and everything. I was like, I'm going to show this at church on Sunday morning. I did it on Saturday. People are going to be so blown away by my faith, right? And so I, I let it record. And you know, I just, I really believed too. And uh, I think God was laughing up in heaven in that moment. Because I, you know, I did one of those moments where I just closed my eyes and I kind of put my foot out like this. And as soon as I leaned in, I sank right to the bottom. But I had the faith. I was willing to follow Jesus, except Jesus wasn't there, so it really wasn't going to work. It was me just wanting to walk on water. But for some of you guys who will call you to those deeper things, and you need to be willing to make that step. And there's a chance you might fall, but you need to be willing to take it because he'll pick you up when you take that step of faith, not when you're a silly idiot like me just trying to do it to be cool. Okay, let's go to this next verse. Then Peter got down out of, the out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid 
and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Guys, there are going to be storms in your life and you are going to be tempted to take your eyes off Jesus. And when you do, you will begin to sink. When you start to look at the different things that are happening, the things that are going on in your life, whatever the storm is that's raging in your life, if you focus on the storm more than you focus on Jesus, you will sink just like Peter did. He got worried. He got scared. He saw how big the waves are. He saw how hard the rain was coming down. I'm sure it was a really violent storm. And he did the one thing that Jesus told him not to do. He took his eyes off him. And guys, if you take your eyes off of Jesus, you will sink through these storms. They will harm you. They will destroy you. And that is why it's so important that you keep your eyes on Jesus throughout them. Because if you do, he will sustain you. He'll carry you. And see, we're going to find out in just a moment why Peter took his eyes off Jesus. And if we need to get this tonight, the reason why he took his eyes off Jesus is the same reason why we take our eyes off Jesus. And if we can let this next thought get into our heads, we're going to look at storms differently. We're going to look at the hard times in life differently. So let's jump to this verse. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. He said, you of little faith, why did you doubt? See, this is what Peter thought, and this is what you and I think. We think the storm is bigger than the man that's walking on the water. We think the storm is stronger than our God who's calling us to focus on him. Guys, God is the one who controls the storm. He has all power over it. We need to stop thinking that the storm is bigger than Jesus because it's not. It's not. He's the one out there walking on the water. He's the one that has all power over it. If he said one word, the storm would stop in a second. So why do we think that he can't control it? Why do we think that this is too big of a problem for him? It's not. It's not. You need to know that no matter how difficult, no matter how impossible, no matter how many times the doctors tell you it won't change, it won't be different, no matter how many people tell you that you won't go there, that you won't do that, that you're not good enough, that you're not smart enough, God is still bigger than that. And he can do the impossible because that's what our God does. He takes the things that we don't think can happen and he does it all the time. And we need to start believing like that. If we would believe God for more, we would see more. I think we kind of put God in a box sometimes. We say, God, this is too big for you, so I'm not going to pray about it. I'm not going to do anything about it. This is just life. If we would be willing to stand up to our problems and deal with them and really pray about them, I think we wouldn't limit God so much, and we would see a lot more breakthrough. See, guys, here's what you and I do. We talk to our problem about God all the time. I mean, we were always telling God, this is what's going on in our life. This is the problem. This is it. Guys, we need to start talking to our problems about our God. Start telling our problems. This rock is going to move because God is for me. So who can stand against me? What could be too big for me? What could be too hard for me if Jesus is in my corner? The one that created the heavens and the earth. Guys, we need to start thinking like that. That's why Jesus says, why did you doubt? Here I am letting you walk on the water with me. 
And if we were honest tonight, that this is a heavy thing. This is not something easy that I'm talking about tonight. It was interesting. We were on our prayer drive today, and um, as we were praying, God just put on my heart that, you know, Jesus is calling me, Andrew, and Doug out in the water for some different things in our life, some, some everyday things, that he's just calling us out on the water tonight. And he's uh, trying to teach us to keep our eyes on him. Because if we take our eyes off him, for all three of us, it's all a different situation, we'll begin to sink. Our situations will overwhelm us. But if we keep our eyes on Jesus, we'll be sustained. It's the same for you guys. I'm sure you guys can even relate to that today, that you're facing some different things that want to bring you down. But you need to keep your eyes on Jesus because that is the only way that you will be sustained. Let's just look at this last verse. And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him saying, truly, you are the son of God. This would be a great thing for you guys if people could look in your life and say that there is a God by the way that you trusted in him through the storm. That would be a great testimony of your life. And that's something I hope that you all would do because it's so important. And it will be a great testimony of God's power in your lives. And so here's the bottom line. Simple tonight. Something I hope that you guys will remember for the rest of your lives. Always keep your eyes on Jesus. Always keep your eyes on Jesus. Because if you do, if you don't, you'll begin to sink. Life will get too hard and it will get to get difficult. Before I was telling you guys about the book analogy with your lives and with, with the trilogy, we were kind of talking about that. And uh, what's so amazing for us as Christians here tonight is that we know the end of the story. I mean, we, we, we don't know what's going on in the middle or towards the end, but we know how it ends. And it ends with our Savior coming for us. And we're gonna go to a place where there's no more pain and there's no more hurting. And we'll live with Jesus forever. In a better place than we are now. What an amazing story. And so while we don't know the middle, we can focus on the end and keep our eyes on Jesus because he'll sustain us through those things. So you seniors, my hope for you guys is that you would come back one day, you know, that you would make collision your home in some ways, that you would transition well from that ministry, from this ministry to that ministry. If there's any, if there was ever a pastor that I would hand you off to, it would be Doug. Uh, he was my youth pastor. He's my pastor currently, and he's an amazing man. And if anyone can shepherd you guys well, I know it's him. And so my prayer is that you guys would really look for a home here, that you would remember the times that God met you here, and that you would remember the call that he placed on your life here and really make this your home. And so one day that you could become leaders here, taking care of some crazy kids that don't want to go to sleep at three o'clock in the morning. You know a little bit about my, what my life was like. That one day you would bring your kids back here. And if I'm not too old, maybe I could be their youth pastor too. Probably too old and creepy at that point, but <laughs> that's like 20 years away, forget that. Um, but that, that would be just amazing for me if you guys would be here. And that I would know you, not, maybe not as your pastor, but as your friend because you guys are all my friends, and I, and I love you all so much. So let me just pray for you guys, and then we're going to kind of transition to the next part, which is kind of let you guys come up and talk to everyone for a little bit, if that's okay with you guys. Okay? Let me pray for you guys. God, I thank you so much for the word that you spoke tonight, and I pray, God, that we would keep our eyes on you throughout the storm, God, that we wouldn't sink, we wouldn't let it bring us down, Jesus, that we would trust that you're good enough, God, that you're big enough, Lord, 
that we would stop talking to you about our problems and we would tell our problems about our God. We need you, Jesus, in our lives in a bigger way tonight, God. And I, I just pray for these seniors and be praying for them a lot tonight, but I really pray God, that they would practice this in their life, that they would love you through the good times of the story and they would love you through the hard times of the story, God, that they would trust you every step of the way, Lord God, that they would fight the good fight, God, and that one day they would get the reward. Love them so much, God. I pray that you'd protect them, Jesus. Guide them. Give them wisdom. Let them know that they always have a home here, Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. So if you guys would like to just come up and uh, kind of say your last words and then forever hold your peace in some ways, I guess. Who's going to be the first brave person to come up? If you don't know what to say, I'll ask you some questions to help you. Oh, everyone at once? Oh, my gosh. This is overwhelming. I need, I need one person to speak at a time, though. Okay. Can't be like a normal community group where like 30 people are trying to talk at once. Okay. Um, this is weird. How are we going to do this? Pick one. Pick one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There you go. There you go. You picked a bad spot. Your fault. All right. So here, I'll, I'll give you something to make it easier for you. First thing I'll give you is um, I want you to tell everyone your best memory of the Green Room. That's a hard question. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, I want to have like one just good memory. I don't know because there's been so many. Like yeah. just coming here, like it's always it's new every week. Yeah. So I don't know. Even just like. Know, probably this like green room week I thought was really fun, especially like enduring splish flash. <laughs> For that real. was interesting. I don't know. There's there's just been a lot of good times here. Good. It's been like a going through like a family good times. Yeah. Like, it's been awesome. Definitely. So if you could give everyone one piece of advice, Gabby, what would it be? If you could tell these guys one thing, what would it be? <laughs> to just be who you are and to be who you are and know who you are in Jesus mm. that um, you're a single person you're an individual and Jesus made you that way and um, there's nothing wrong with that and you're made like that for a purpose awesome thank you so much Gabby that was awesome go ahead Caitlin you're up next it's going this way alright am I just answering the same question yeah, or say whatever you want. If you, if you need questions, I'll ask you questions. But if you just want to say something... I'll just answer the same question. Okay, do it. All right. Um, Best time at Green Room. All right. Probably one of my favorite memories was at Tusk this past year mm-hmm. um, when there was like seven of us girls all staying in one room. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the night, we were... Your room was next door to us. <laughs> and we were like banging on the walls trying to do like Morse code to talk to each other. <laughs> and then howling. Yeah, like, that's right. I forgot about that. It was just a really late, funny night. Good. <laughs> and then I guess some advice I would give is just to... I know a lot of... Every time, like, seniors come up, they're always like, don't take this place for granted. And you're like, oh, yeah, I know. But... Because I remember hearing that. But it's so true. Like, you know... Now that we're leaving and stuff, I just really realized how much this place meant to me, and I'm being kicked off the Facebook page. <laughs> yes, you are. 
I'm bitter. She's very bitter I'm about very this. Bitter. I hear this every time I see her. Oh, yeah, you are going to hear this every time. But just really just don't take this place for granted and just, just good. learn what you can. It's awesome. awesome. Nice. I feel like I don't have as many memories here because I didn't start Yeah, coming. Andre was a late bloomer. I was a late but bloomer. But I feel like you joined the family really quick. You, you and Andrew and everybody, all the leaders, everyone here really I have to say thank you for because you guys just embraced me so well. And honestly, I think the best memory I had here was last week with our little uh, circle in the basement how we were saying all nice things about each other. It was a good time. I mean, I've never really felt more like a family in this place. I mean, I always feel like family here, but I felt just like a closeness with everyone mm -hmm. there. Absolutely. And I'm not going to lie, I don't, I'm never afraid to publicly speak. Right now, thinking about it, it makes me sad because I feel like I'm saying goodbye, and I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, if I had one piece of advice to give to everyone, and Joey, I don't mean to take your message. <laughs> always keep your eyes on Jesus. Honestly. <laughs> Literally take my message. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best advice I can give to anyone ever, period, because it's so true. Keep your eyes on Jesus, and he's never going to lead you in the wrong way. He's never going to burn you. He's always going to take you to great people like these, to a great place like this, and you're just going to be blessed if you follow him. So that's, my, that's what I have to say. Thanks, Andre. Oh, my gosh. You guys can go that way. This is so weird. I'm, like, overwhelmed with everyone up here at once. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, we're a family. That's it. I have been coming to this youth group since I was in seventh Seventh grade, yeah, right? Yeah, Seventh at least. Grade. Yeah, and honestly, this youth group has changed my life. I came to this youth group, and I sat right over there in the back, <laughs> and I would talk, and the leaders would have to, like, sit behind me. And, like, <laughs> no, me. not you, Katie. <laughs> Stop it. I was horrible. Really? Yeah. Wow. And so, <laughs> and so, you know, I, I blossomed here spiritually mm. because of the prayer that I received and the worship and the messages and I don't know, I, I will never be the same. And it gave mm. me a spiritual foundation, you know, to grow off of. Yeah. yeah. And if I had any advice, I would say that this is your ministry for a mm. short time. The school that you're in, this youth group, whatever you're in, I would say pick it and, and go for it. Use every moment and be inspired and touch as many people as you can because mm. you aren't going to come out of it regretting it. So, yeah. Mm. Am I answering the same questions? Yeah, or you can say whatever you want. Uh, just don't be too long. No. I'm just joking. I need to follow protocol. Um, favorite green room memory. Well, I've had a lot of favorite things, especially trying to get all of you youngsters trying to follow my bad ways. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> like following Sounds me to about the right. 347. No one ever done it. Thank but God. My favorite green room memory would have to be the first time I came here. I was a late bloomer as well. I didn't start off here. Um, was when I went up to Joey. I didn't know that he was the youth pastor. And I banged my fist on his car at the time. And I was like, what is this piece of metal? Because it looks like it came out of a Cracker Jack box. And then from that day forward, I was here. That's it, man. You were hooked. <laughs> my my crappy car hooked you. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Um, there was one thing I could leave you guys with. It'll probably be that hmm, hold on hold on give me a second think about it oh it's the one lifetime thing yeah um, never happened again i know wow. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me. i know 
I didn't cry, so I, this is a win for me because I thought I was going to ball, so this is really good. Yeah. All right, I figured it out. That no matter what you're, what you're going through, what you think you know is just to listen to the leaders because they really do have your best interests at heart. No matter how mad you get, believe me, I was there where, oh, I can't believe they're saying this to me. <laughs> they said it because I truly did care. I would say stay rooted in here in your, your times because mm-hmm. the things that you think you may know and the things you may want to try, they, they're not worth it. They're, they're fun for the moment. And then afterwards, you're like, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. And then when I started listening to them, I realized that, you know what, they, they said that because they love me and they want me to grow up into a mature woman of God. And mm-hmm. because of that, I'm here today because I've stayed here. So, that said, listen to me, because I'll be back. <laughs> that was kind of scary. <laughs> Mark my words, children. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like little cherubs, listen. Yeah. Live and let live. Yeah, okay, that's about it. Um, TV, can you mute this real quick? Thanks. Um, wait, wait, just don't go anywhere. You guys, you guys have been telling me about how we have touched your life, me and the leaders, but you all have touched my life in a great way, each and every one of you. All your stories are different, and uh, I'm moved by all of them, and I just see God's hand at work in all of your lives, and this really is devastating. Even though I'm keeping my cool right now, it's devastating to me to say goodbye to you guys. I love you, and uh, I, really, I really do mean this, that God has such a special plan for all of you, and I really hope that you would never settle for anything less than it. All of you guys, Gabby, Caitlin, Andre. We're missing Corey and um, Cappy tonight. I'm so sad they couldn't be here. They were a special part of our family too. And that's uh, things they couldn't be here. But I, you know, all you guys, God has your, his hand all over you and continue to make good choices, get planted somewhere. You'll find another church with a less attractive pastor than me, but <laughs> you'll move on somehow. You'll move on, I promise. Um, you guys are awesome. I really, you've touched my life and changed me, made me a better youth pastor. And uh, there will always be a part of my heart for you guys. And uh, I hope we stay close. And I hope you guys really choose to make this your place and wherever God leads you ultimately though. Um, is it that bad that you're gonna bang your head on the stool? Um, yeah, I love you guys. I'm rambling like Lacey now. Um, if I could just have the TGR leaders come up for a second. We're just gonna pray over these guys. No, 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 let, let me clear that up. Because God has an amazing new book to write for you guys. And if you don't let go of this book, then you know you won't be able to move the next one. And I'm so excited for your future husbands, your future wives, and uh, all that God has in store for you guys. And I, I really hope that one day you'll join this team and be involved in some awesome ways. So I'm just gonna ask if um, Katie and then Kevin will pray over these guys. I'm cry. <laughs> Hello? Okay, great, thanks. God, I just thank you for every single one of these seniors standing up here tonight, Father God, and for the seniors that weren't able to be here with us tonight, God. I just thank you for the way that they have touched and inspired us leaders' lives, God, for the way that they've challenged us, for the way that we've seen them grown and just learn to rely on you, Father God, for the way that they have been mentors and leaders to the other kids here, God. I thank you for just 
being able to see them learn to love you more, Father God, we not only saw them grow physically and mentally and maturity-wise, but Father God, we saw them grow in you, God. We've seen them grow to beautiful and handsome young men and women of God. God, we just thank you right now for them, Father God, and I pray that you would just guide them, Father God, that you would give them such a wisdom and discernment as they go out into the world, Father God. May they remember that they always have roots here and that they will always have us here for them, God. Please, Father God, just keep their eyes fixed upon you. God, I just thank you for all of their hearts, Father. Thank you for their lives. And uh, I just pray that as they go out into this new season of life, God, that they step out and they never forget how much you love them, God. That you give them an unshakable foundation, an unshakable faith, an unshakable joy in you, God. No matter what life throws at them, no matter what you're allowed to happen, no matter what happens and what comes into their lives, God, that they don't stop worshiping you, they they don't stop loving you, and they don't stop running to you, God. No matter what they do, no matter what happens, God, that they just remember that you love them no matter what, God, that you couldn't love them anymore and that you couldn't love them any less, God. I pray that they just view wherever they go as where you've placed them, God, and that they acknowledge that you're in control and that there's a purpose to where you've placed them, God, and that they they just live out the gospel and that they, they speak out the gospel, God, and they just pour into others and just take your love to other places, God, that they just make disciples, Father, and that, they just, that they're people of your word, God. Just uh, protect them, keep them safe, and just keep them, keep them rooted and grounded in you, and just draw them closer to you and help them fall more and more in love with you every day, Father. Amen.